Welcome to the Antler Up Podcast, brought to you by Spartan Forge. Black Rifle Coffee Company is a veteran-owned coffee company serving premium coffee to people who love America. Fall is upon us, and there's no better way to get fueled up before hunt than with some Black Rifle Coffee. Coffee legitimately tastes better after a day in the woods or after a successful hunt. Fuel your next adventure and purchase at www.blackriflecoffee.com and use code ANTLER at checkout to save 20% off your purchase and or with your first coffee club subscription, Black Rifle Coffee. Last year was a wild year for censorship for hunters and anglers. We partnered with social media platform Go Wild to combat mainstream social media censorship. Go Wild was built by outdoorsmen and women by hunters and anglers just like you. Go Wild is a free social community. Not only are your photos not censored, they're encouraged on Go Wild. And Go Wild gives you points for things like sharing your trophies, gear reviews, and inviting friends. As you earn points, you unlock awesome rewards too such as gift cards, free swag, knives, huge discounts on brands like Garmin and Vortex, and so much more. Oh, and if you create a free account, you can unlock $10 just for trying it out. Visit and download GoWild.com to get started. Tethered is a team of saddle hunting fanatics with a passionate addiction to whitetail hunting. Designing and engineering products to be a more efficient and confident hunter, Tethered produces the most mobile, stealthy, and safest elevated hunting gear on the planet. Built by saddle hunters for the saddle hunter. Head over to tethernation.com to see for yourself what exactly I'm talking about. America's Best Bowstrings has been manufacturing high-quality custom bowstrings in the USA since 2006. America's Best Bowstrings strives on the commitment to never end the search for perfection, and this has been the driving force behind the company. Innovative products for every archer out there. Go create a custom set today at americasbestbowstrings.com. Our friends over at Half Rack just released some awesome gear and they were great enough to give our listeners 10% off their order. All you have to do is click on the link in the podcast bio or the link on our link tree on Instagram and that will give you your percentage off at checkout. So get some of the highest quality hunting and outdoor accessories that will help you prosper in the field. Half Rack is aiming to be mindful of the past, conservation conscious and evolve into the future. Forged in combat and tailored for hunters, Spartan Forge stands at the nexus of machine learning and whitetail deer hunting to deliver truly innovative and science-based products that save the hunter time spent scouting, planning, and executing their hunts. You can now take Spartan Forge with you wherever you go by downloading the mobile app. Enjoy deer prediction analysis, weather forecasts, historical data, detailed journaling, as well as crisp maps. It's time for you to make the most of your season and let Spartan Forge do that for you. Use code ANTLERUP to save 20%. Check it out over at spartanforge.ai.
What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Antlera Podcast. We are on episode 119, and on today's episode, Dimitri and I, we headed down to Allentown, Pennsylvania to go visit Jim D'Agostino. We got our new PSE bows in, so we went down there to Keystone Precision Archery's little man cave, and we got our bows all set up. We had a blast doing this one, an all-day event. We just sat down, we talked about our bow setups, just certain things, new things that we're trying and doing, and just some other, some off-topic things that we just started talking about. So if you're into gear, you're into new bow talk, and you're just into just guys just talking shop, this was a fun episode to do. So thanks again, Jim, for having us down there. I hope you guys enjoy this one. Thank you again, everybody, for all the support. Good luck turkey hunting. Antler up. Well, we're uh, we're downstairs in Jim's bow cave, yeah. his archery shop, the Bojo, the Bojo. Mm-hmm. Your kid's going absolutely berserk upstairs. I know. I apologize for that. He was quiet for most of our bow build process, but now he decides to. Yeah, that's okay. Nah, that's awesome. We're all. It sets the state. It sets the uh, the scenery for the listeners. They know we're in a basement. Yeah. I think a lot of guys would be jealous of this spot. Ooh. Just in general, I mean, you have, when people talk about having things to work on your bow, I mean, I I've, I feel like, you know, I have just like a little cart, and in my cart I keep all my tools and everything, and right next to that I have on my quote-unquote computer desk is my bow vise. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then on top of that cart I, is my bow press. You have everything you need. To, I have everything I yeah. need. Mm-hmm. You just have it in one centralized location, which is you have a full fledged little archery shop. Which, if people have been listening to the podcast before, know you know you are a certified bow tech and know what you're doing. And uh, so Demetri and I, we took a trip to here in uh, to Allentown, PA, and uh, got up this morning at 5 a.m. and drove up here and got here. Well, right before eight. Yeah, just about eight. Yeah, and uh, we uh, decided to uh, set up our new PSE bows. PSE. PSE. The unveiling. The <laughs> unveiling. And you were, you have been shooting a PSE. Uh, I started shooting. Well, like most guys, started with a PSE. I started with one back when I was young, but I uh, recently got back into a PSE after leaving my prime bow that I had a bunch of tuning issues with, um, but. PSE kind of holds a special place in my heart because, for one, it's where I started, but also uh, my instructor that, you know, got me my certification, Steve Van Zyl, he's been working for PSE since the 1970s. And um, so it was just kind of like a fitting thing to for me to try to give that brand another run. Um, I think there was a big gap where they didn't, were, in my opinion, they were not making the, the best quality equipment. Uh, you know, Hoyt and Bowtech and these other Matthews, of course, those other brands were putting out far superior products for a lot of years, but I think PSE has come full circle finally, and I would say I would be willing to bet that the, their bows are now giving everybody a run for their money. Yeah. Um, so, and I mean, you guys could speak to that today. I mean, we, we had uh, tremendous luck with setting them up. I mean, each bow pretty much had a bullet hole for a shot. Yeah. So, but I'm super pumped to be back with them. I mean, um, yeah, I mean, I, as you see down here in my basement, I went full-fledged PSE. I have PSE signs and banners and uh, stickers and all kinds of products. You know, it's awesome, man. <laughs> so, and this would be my first PSE ever that I ever shot. I, I've 
shot several other brands and just excited to you know give it a shot this year and you know we got all got cool ideas and we're all doing it a little bit different with the pse which is going to kind of be very relatable to whoever you are you know everyone's a little bit different and choosing a bow and and you know we're going to get into it a little bit here but that's going to you know be a cor- cool story this year yeah i actually i would say it's been over eight years now i've uh when i got back into archery mm-hmm. uh, probably just over eight years i would say uh i i had a pse stinger x mm-hmm. kind of uh ready to hunt kind of bow and shot that for two years and then uh two three years and then pro defiant and all that type of stuff so right. i was going to say my math's wrong but it's all right so that that brings me back to again while i just why i decided to jump into pse is when i shot that bow amongst a handful of other bows when i was looking to switch brands away from prime again is that that bow in my hand felt closest to me like the pro defiant yeah and um that bow in particular out of all the bows and the various brands that i've shot because that's one thing let me back up for a second every the three of us sitting here have all shot various brands like from Bowtech to uh hoyt to elite to pse to matthews i mean we have tried them all it's not like we're being um you know we weren't we're not just chasing a specific brand because of you know john dudley or you know right. levi morgan or whoever but um, we've genuinely gave everyone a fair shake, I would say. Prime, I forgot to mention them. Um, so, you know, I, I what brought me back to the PSE, like I said, it was that, that Pro Defiant for that 2016-2017 that model was like, it, it just, it fit me like a glove. And it felt like an extension of my body. And I, I have yet to have had a bow fit me that way. And now when I shot that, that PSE EVL, which is last year's flagship bow, um, it, it, I had to have it. It was, it was perfect. And the fact that I was able to order it through my instructor gave me another, you know, I reached, I was able to catch up with him again. And this boat came directly from his shop, which is a little bit of sentimental value to that. And then also what's funny is that my wife and I's lucky numbers is 10. So I was born on the 10th of April, which my birthday is tomorrow. And happy birthday. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> uh, so the, uh, um, my wife's number, like when she played softball through, you know, high school and college was number 10 and it's just been our lucky numbers. Right. So the serial numbers on that bow, all are three tens in a row. It's like two, eight, six, four, 10. So it was like 10, 10, 10. So like, it was just like a neat, yeah. You know, if you're into that kind of weird, uh, you know, superstition. superstition thing. Well, you play baseball, so yeah, you know. Yeah, so is. I'm like, I looked at the the number, and I was just like, well, this, I'm, I'll never get rid of this boat now. You know, yeah. so man, I just just sitting here though, you have such a great setup. Again, I I know I kind of touched upon it, but earlier, I mean, you have uh, your your bow press, your draw board, your weight scale with that, and just mm-hmm. you have ample amount of room. You got your cool euro mounts from all the bucks. Uh, shooting here on public land and uh, mm-hmm. here in PA and just, I don't know, man, it, it's a really cool feel. And then you have about 15 yards within here from where you have your, uh, yep. your, your, you know, target set up and yep. able to do a little bit of uh, tinkering for getting that bullet hole. And you have, you have that paper tuning station. I wish I was able to get 20 cause I don't host my own leagues in here, you know, yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, we'll take, we'll take it 15 yards is, is close enough. No, today was fun, man. We, we, uh, Dimitri got a chance to work on his bow like a little bit and, you know, <laughs> screwing some nuts and bolts and yeah, quotation got, I, marks on work. <laughs> I got you guys, 
I got you guys involved in both of them. I think that you guys were pretty hands on, and you guys helped me. It was helpful to have extra set of yeah. hands. It's all. It always. I mean, from learning from you over the phone and through FaceTime and watching TV. I mean, having just someone there to actually like be that extra set of hands is is huge. Mm-hmm. It really is. Yeah, and it's a little different. I, you know, I like I told you guys when we were setting them up. I never had the really desire to work on my own bow. I mean, you know, I like to tinker a little bit, you know, minor things, right? But I can't do that technical stuff. So yeah. you know, it just pays to have good friends sometimes. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> yep. you seen like when, when Dimitri's bow when we started the wrestling we kind of had with some of the cables and getting everything. Mm-hmm to kind of line up the way we wanted it and you have minimal amount of space to work with and everything fits very per- yeah. precisely. But that's every bow. That's I correct. Mean, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was just, you know, it takes patience and time and the right equipment and all that kind of stuff. Right. Yeah, and once we got, I would say, once we got yours going, Dimitri, it was smooth sailing. We flew through, Demi- uh, through Jeremy's bow. Yeah, yeah. Really. I mean, yeah. once we got even my, once we, it's the cables. Once you get the cables on any bow, then the strings and then you just bolting mm-hmm. on things, making sure things are level and triple checking the levels for everything yeah, yeah. tightening things down now it, it was fun it was great uh we had a blast I, I really again it's a great beautiful setup and you got great backgrounds and everything and you know yeah i hope to, i'm going to continue to add on and and add more to the back side of the of the shop here and just make little tweaks but at the end at the end of the day it's it's a workshop and i want it to be that it's a man cave so i want it to be a little rough around the edges you right. know so when we dive into these bows right now, when we talk about this, so I I have uh, this year's 2022 flagship model, mm-hmm. the Evo uh, uh, XF30. XF30. And with that bow, when I got it, I just quickly, I checked timing and I adjusted my draw length and I slapped on all my components mm-hmm. and uh, not my rest. I, I was that I put on today, we, we used a different rest and we'll talk about that, but I just basically made sure timing was good. And just because I wanted to start ripping shots within, in my basement and, and in the garage, just to continue with my shot process. Yeah. Practice that new draw cycle. Yeah. Pro, pro, yeah. And, and I'm, you know, it was funny cause watching you draw it that For the first, first time, time yeah. <laughs> you know, like you watch the videos and it is a little bit stiffer. However, I will say the more, I remember the first time telling Jim, I was like, Oh man, I, I don't know if I should have I should have gone with the uh, Evolve cam because I did go with the S2 cam because I'm a, you know I was a 28 inch draw length. However, this is set at 27 and a half mm-hmm. um, with that 30 inch axle to axle. I think that you know that string mm-hmm. angle fit me. And do you remember well. what I told you after you called me and said I don't know about this draw, the draw cycle? You said just practice. Yeah, bit. I said just give it time, man. Just, yep. And now I pull back. I feel smooth. Yeah, smooth. you're smooth. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of know. So I, I, I will say this: if for for individuals going into a bow shop, ripping three four shots, yeah, it may not feel like the smoothest draw. But man, if you were to go in there a day and mm-hmm. give it time and shoot a couple times, and I don't know, like if go go back again, I I, I mean, I don't know what the correct terminology would be for but. somebody new. I would say that you know you can't. <clears throat> it's it'd be hard to judge a bow just off three four shots. Yeah. You know, and if you may not be doing something correctly, which is making the bow look worse. Right. You know, so I would, I would recommend to be with someone that's knowledgeable, a guy from the pro shop or whoever, and have them walk you through and, and maybe make little critiques on your, on your game before right. you judge the bow fully. Yeah. And that's, you yeah. know. Cause like watching you get that hump at the end. Yeah. 
I don't it feel kind of startled me to be yeah. honest because I wasn't expecting. Well, it's a much shorter. It's a little bit shorter draw than mine, and that being a little stiffer, so I, it kind of took me for surprise. Right, but as like, because I even asked you, I'm like, does it look like? Am I doing that? And both of you were like, no, because no, no. because I've been practicing that. Sure. Uh, so yeah, so I have the uh, Evo EVL thir- thirty uh, XF thirty. It's humming. Yeah. And that's going to be a really nice tree stand rig. We, yeah. We all put it in our hands and just just feeling the how compact it is and lightweight with even with all the accessories on it and you know be able to maneuver especially in the saddle. That's going to be a nice yeah. rig. I love it. If you remember the Pro Defiance that we talked about that we loved was that that was a 30 and a half inch. So only a half inch difference. But this bow feels more compact than that. And uh, it, it's a freaking tree stand killer for sure. Yeah. I almost I almost want to order one. Just, yeah, to have for Just to have setup. for just for the, just for. I'll for tell that. you what. So like to, to round just quickly out, still currently shooting the HHA Tetra Max single pin. I have, uh, we're, we're going to be shooting some uh, vapor trails this year. So I'm shooting uh, the, uh, pro V, uh, X really like that. Right. So far set up. Mm-hmm. Um, it, like you said, it was easy to tune and, and then I'm running, uh, I'm back to using a stokerized, uh, M one, uh, Stasius. So it has kind of like that little back bar, mm-hmm. like where you could adjust it to, to your level, yep. uh, to however you would like to, to give you that it. angle or that, yes. that can't away from your, yep. um, your quiver. Yep. So, yeah. and, and, I mean, when I held that up, it, it like you said earlier, it balanced really, really well, and I'm I'm excited to to run that sucker for for not only 3D for over the summer, but like you said, having that hunting rig, I finally feel like that's sure. Like you said, I mean, I've we've mentioned it before. I loved loved that Hoy Pro Defiant, and and it the so put it this way, I love the cutout like we're on, on the, on the grip in the front. Yep. So that was on the pro define as well. Mm-hmm. Now I grew accustomed to using a ultra view, uh, grip. Mm-hmm. And although the new knock on ultra view grip doesn't look like what the grip is on a, we on a Hoy yeah. or on a, uh, Matthews, it has that same feel. It, it truly does. And I know it looks goofy and I'm running one on it. It has the same feel. Mm-hmm. So I feel right at home. I didn't mind the stock, PSE grip original like I really I could have gotten away with that and been totally fine but mm-hmm. once Ultraview released that and I was like I want to try it because if it has the same feel uh, and I, now I feel even more at home yeah so I'm pumped 70 pounds 27 and a half inch draw we ran it through the chrono yeah, 475 grain arrow at 285 feet a second yep and the thing's cooking and you're only a 27 and a half inch draw yeah at, with the s2 cam s2 cam so yeah it's right in the right in the wheelhouse where you want to be for everything. It's a great yep. all around bow. Yeah. So I mean, that's their flagship. It's this year, and, and <laughs> we were joking. And MFJJ puts out some really great content videos and stuff. And yeah, he's we, excellent. He's excellent. We're, we we're getting a kick out when he d- does the uh, the whole <laughs> the vibration the check. vibration check. And man, I, I and mean, I, it's gone. And it's gone. <laughs> you know, at, at this point, you like, and he even says it. You put on a good set of stabilizers, dampeners, whatever. You're not going to feel anything. And I'm again, I'm. I'm going to be as transparent as as I as we can. Yes, we're we're going to be doing some things, possibly with, like more things with PSE. But I'm being quite honest. There's there's nothing there, uh, by any means. And then with those strings you got on those the ABBs, ABBs, platinums yeah. is a must on yeah. any bow. I don't know how I would have survived all these years without them. <laughs> honestly, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think the great thing with the, our strings is, you know, no matter what look you're going for, there's not a better 
you know, customization of, of your strings and how they're going to look than ABB. You know, I've seen other people put strings on their bows. And if, you know, if you want them to look good, which <laughs> we like yeah. a little flash in our bows, you know, that's the way to go. Yeah. You know, the quality is unmatched. Well, the quality and then, like you were saying about designing them, I mean, call up the guys or the girls that work there and mm-hmm. they will actually send you photos while you're on the phone with them. Mm-hmm. And just say, hey, this is actually what that would look like. They'll lay the strands out for you if they have them right there. Yeah. And they'll give you the idea. I mean, it's, yeah. So I always, I've talked about it before, but I always call Bryant, who we've had on the podcast. And, you know, we talked about, we shot with that tack and a really good friend of ours. And I I always call him and say, all right, here's what I'm thinking. What, what, what are you thinking? Mm -hmm. You know, and and Mm -hmm. come up with some different combinations. And there was about three or four different ones than the ones I went with. Uh, And man, it was a tough decision, but I was like, you know what? Let's go with that coral, a little red, a little bit of white. Mm-hmm. So it pops for sure on pops. that tan bow for sure. Yeah, on the tan, it, yep. it looks good for yep. sure. Like Dimitri said though, on yours, on the black, I think that would even look yeah. awesome. Yeah. So yeah, like you said, that's, that's what I'm going to be running with for this that's year. That's this year's flagship. Yeah. And we got uh Dimitri that chose to go this year's budget friendly bow, mm-hmm. which turned out to be I think the shooter of shooters <laughs> yeah. between the three bows here. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. So you want to talk talk about that? Yeah. So when when you know we got the word that we're going to partner with PSE and we were all excited and you know I was just trying to kind of think about what bow I wanted to go with and you know so I'm looking at the list of their bows and and thinking of you know obviously we think of the latest and greatest all the time right and that's kind of a lot of the mentality that's kind of going around in the hunting industry and you know and one day i was was actually at work and i'm looking at the list and and i was like just like a light bulb popped my head and i was like i just want to go a completely different direction than than most people would go with this and you know and kind of showcase that you don't have to have the latest and greatest and you're still going to be able to kill deer right um and but there's a show that some of these budget bows have great qualities in themselves yeah. as well, and I think PSE does a phena- ph- phenomenal job of showcasing that with the Drive NXT. So you know you're going to be able to pick up this bow. I mean I've looked at it online, you know, uh, from other shops and online about seven ninety or six ninety nine, about seven hundred bucks, mm-hmm. seven hundred and fifty bucks. You might even be able to get a better deal here or there, depending on, you know, where you're at. I mean, but it's sure. gonna be You almost could put that extra three, four, five hundred bucks into us us uh rest now, a uh, uh, a site, a stabilizer setup. You know, you could trick your whole you can get a whole package go home bow for eleven hundred bucks instead of yeah. a bear bow, you know. Yeah, and that's and I wanted to keep that theme going for a lot of my accessories as well. So, um, you know, I went with the uh, Vapor Trail, the Gen Seven, which is they're a little bit more basic of a, a rest. I had the actually on my uh, Bowtech at one point. I had the Pro V, which I really liked the rest. So, um, went with the Gen Seven, and then I also have. Um, their edge aluminum hunter stabilizer uh which is a little bit more budget friendly as a stabilizer as well which is you know engineered really well i mean with those cutouts it's lightweight it's not as heavy as you think it would be and but then i have the hha site which like what jim said is if you're going to spend a little bit more money you can kind of put it to one accessory that you feel is more important 
than maybe some of the others. And it just goes to show you that a lot of these bows can kill a lot of deer. Um, you know, you, if you pay a little bit more money for the flagship, obviously you're going to get it, you know, um, there's a little more bells and whistles yep. that come along with it or uh, a little more forgiveness, if you will, you know, maybe a little more speed and whatnot. But, I mean, you're splitting hairs, I think, when it comes to the, the budget bow and the and the flagship bows these days. I mean, we proved it here with yours. Yours, uh, once we got everything together, it tuned like a dream. It was the very first shot. We put one shot through paper, and it was the perfect bullet hole i mean it was uh it's seriously amazing it's shooting great speeds well, at your draw length it's a 33 inch <clears throat> axle to axle with a seven inch brace height mm-hmm. so super forgiving right there. super forgiving right there mm-hmm. i mean when you look at that and you're like i mean i don't know it's, yeah and it's, that it's, that it's, zf it's cam is is extremely smooth mm-hmm. you know you got 80 percent let off which you would not think that's the case when you draw yeah. back and hold that bow yep and you know it's fast it's got a little bit of everything mm-hmm. you know if you want something where you know you don't want extreme speed but you still want comfort you know you you got a little bit of everything with that bow and man it it's light mm-hmm. i mean you with all my accessories <clears throat> quiet it, super quiet. quiet super quiet zero hand shock <laughs> and it's gone, <laughs> and it's gone. <laughs> but yeah. no but i mean it it was a good shooter and i'm excited to get it out the tack and you know i'm going to be shooting 100 plus yards at some of these targets and just uh, again showcase what a budget bow can do whether you're at tack shooting long ranges or you're out hunting and you're just trying to kill deer mm-hmm. yeah again platinum series strings on it though helps take it to the next level for sure yeah yes well, it's easy for for tune if like you know i mean America's best poster. I know we've talked about it quickly in ours, but every time that we've ever gone to a shop, whether we were at Miller's, whether it's putting a set of my own, like at home on mm-hmm. a different boat, whatever it may be, mm-hmm. I mean, I've, tuning's been easy. It's the peep rotation's like not there. No. Like I put yours, I had to make one minor adjustment, and then it's like, boom, you're in. Yeah. Yeah, and I, you know, my son loves the color orange, so that's kind of the theme I wanted to go with my strings. And, you know, so I have a, um, they're flow orange spiked with a little bit of black with then you know, with a gunmetal twist and they pop uh the tangerine serving right yep yeah, it's, it's called sunset orange but That's it's a, like kind of a light orange on the top and man it really makes that bow stand yeah, out so it's, it's beauty and i also you know my um uh quiver is is a fuse 35 dollar you know six arrow quiver that i have on that so you know you've been running that though for i've years. been running that yeah for three or four years now and you know if you're going out west is it going to be the best you know quiver for you probably not you know you might lose an arrow or two but i mean if you're pennsylvania or whitetail hunter going to the tree stand it's all you need i take it off when i get into the stand and it's basically all i need so you don't need the latest and greatest if you have the money to spend for it yeah you're going to get probably a little bit better quality but uh you know, go with what's, what your budget allows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. After you worked on both of these bows and working on, you know, you have people coming in here with the new Matthews V3Xs mm-hmm. and, you know, setting up your own, like you have last year's EVL32. Yep. Last year's flagship. Yep. yep. For, from PSE. What, like just even out of like our two bows or, and including yours, like these three PSE bows, what, like, what are some things that kind of might've st- stood out to you today? <clears throat> Honestly, uh, Dimitri's bow impressed me uh, full out. I mean, it for the for the price point specifically. I would have if I if if I didn't have if I didn't know what the price tag was. If you laid those bows out, 
I would have picked that bow as one of the flagship bows mm-hmm. for this year, not knowing anything. Yeah. Um, and that's strictly because it has some very similar cutouts to your bow. Mm-hmm. It has um, that PBS system, just like your bow has. Um, the, the only thing that it doesn't have, it doesn't have the wide limb stance like yeah. yours does for stability purposes. Right. But yeah. that bow is balanced so well, I don't even know if a, a average shooter is even going to notice right. something like that. Yeah, and you have, like, the different, like, cable stop and... Yep. Uh, yeah, the the back wall was pretty solid. Not as solid as yours, mm-hmm. but still very solid. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that that bow, that bow certainly impressed me, for sure. Um, and then I, I shot the same weight arrow yep. that we all did, and I was getting 278 mm-hmm. with 70-pound uh, draw, 29-inch draw length. Yep. I mean, that's great. Like, well, Excellent speed. Exactly what you With a seven-inch brace it, height. It has everything. Yeah, with a seven-inch brace height, it does. It has everything you need. It has your comfort. It has the budget. It yep. has the speed. I'm, I'm, I'm With your bow, what, what Jeremy's bow, what impressed me the most was um, it's, it's compact. It's com- compactability. Like, at 30 inches, it still feels like it almost resembles, like, one of those, like, short Matthews bows. You know, it's very just, like... It's a tree stand killer, man. It's just going to be one of those bows like you and I always talked about where you could just pack it quick on our packs with our saddle setups and just, it's a running gun. It's a running gun bow. It's going to yeah. be awesome. Yeah. Um, and for your height and draw length, I think that bow fits you like a, like a glove. Yeah. The, at the string angle, which most people might think be drastic, that thing comes right to the tip of your nose like like beautifully. Yeah. So I'm excited to see what you're going to do with it. Yeah, I'm, I'm like I said, uh, as far as like the shot process and everything, I've been improving on that dramatically. Been putting in a lot of work and dedicated to the the back strap, mm-hmm. um, wrist strap, like back tension release, and uh, it. I don't know, man. I I really feel good, and, and that bow is starting to feel like home. Mm-hmm. And with owning last year's flagship model and shooting it through a full 3D indoor outdoor season and hunting season, I could tell you that. Not much has changed in the bows from last year to this year. Mm-hmm. So for folks listening to this, keep that in mind too, that if, you know, even if you, maybe you can still can't afford the budget friendly bow for the new one that's out this year, you could look on Archery Talk or keep your your eyes open on, on the classified ads and might come across last year's bow for even a little bit cheaper. And I'm telling you what, it is, uh, I'm never getting rid of that bow. Even we get bows in the future, that thing's going to just stay here as a, yeah. as a backup. Well, that Evolve cam is just a dream. I mean, I haven't owned uh, a, a, a bow from PSC with that cam system on it, but last year when we were on our Delaware trip, when mm-hmm. you, you made me slice my finger open, uh, <laughs> drawing it, uh, well, letting it down. Uh, so Jim's shooting his at, at 80 pounds, and uh, I I drew it back for that first time, and I let it down. I was like, wow, like that was actually so smooth, easy, mm-hmm. easy, easy to do, and and you said, try it again now that you know what to expect. And as soon as I did that, I, I drew it back like n- normal. And, it, mm-hmm. man, I got it back like butter. And you just said, you know, be careful letting down because of that. Uh, I cut my arrows pretty short. You cut your arrows pretty short. And yeah. I just kind of sliced my finger. Yeah, with, yeah, yeah, yeah. But we won't. That's all right. Everyone I'm makes smart. mistakes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, for so I'm, I'm a 28 and a half inch draw. And I choose to shoot 80 pounds for two reasons. One is that it makes up that speed variance that I don't get from guys that are 29 plus. And, and two, I really like, um, the, even though that bow is a 90%, I have it set at 90% let off. I like to feel ho- more holding weight without, 
giving up like the stability of having a lot of let off. Yeah. I know that sounds backwards. Right. That was the one thing I, did, I forgot to mention. I am actually running mine at 90%. Mm-hmm. And I did notice a little a little bit of a difference in that draw cycle. And I did feel the 90 actually felt better. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't mind the, the letdown. I, like, again, you practice, practice it. Practice it, right. Right. So A lot of confidence in the stand. I feel like you, yeah. I feel like I could hold for a while. Um, a lot of confidence on the three, on the 3d course as well. I mean, I like just being locked in there. And even if you get tired through a lot of shots or a lot of days, I don't feel like that thing's going to, the bow's going to take it out of my hand like some other ones. Yeah. And your, your speed with the same arrow is what, 281? 281. So we were right, we were all in the 280s. Um, and like I said, I'm a, you're a 27 and a half, Dimitri's is 29, and I'm a 28 and a half. So we were right where I think most guys are going to be between those three draw lengths, um, between 70 pounds and 80 pounds. And we were, right. we were right there. So now, again, the Evolve Cam isn't quite as aggressive as what you guys are shooting. Uh, it's a super smooth draw. <clears throat> the 80 pound draw is like a 70 pound, but you give up a little bit of speed with it, right? If that thing was like your cam at 80 pounds, you know, it'd be pushing the upper 290s, I'm sure. Um, but it's all about the shooter, what you want to feel, right. how many reps are you putting through it? Um, if I was going to be a strict hunter, I would 100% go with the S2 cam or the cam that Dimitri's shooting. Um, just cause I would get those speeds and I wouldn't be shooting it at the, but for shooting a lot of outdoor 3d events and things like that, I kind of draw my bow a lot and I want to be, I want to feel that, you know, smoothness. So yeah. that's just, you know, pick and choose what you want to give up. Right. And I just get, it just goes to show there's different ways to go about your setup, right? You know, you just don't have to have all of this or all of that. And I think some people just watch videos or in the hunting industry and think that's the route they have to go right and and it's not always showcased that you know we you can all achieve the same goal but go different ways about that right and and do what's best for you you know whether that you know the flagship the newest greatest you can afford it great get it right Mm -hmm. or if you can't and you want to look for last year's which is great that's what you go with. And then yeah. if you're struggling and you can only afford save up and get a budget bow, well, that's going to work for you too. Well, I, you know, just for, I mean, Tony Peterson talked about it last week about it. You know what I mean? About getting, you don't need that all latest and greatest. And heck, maybe put some money towards going on to a, an out-of-state hunt or just, I don't know, maybe you need something around the house or, you know. They just mentioned that some something similar on the Kafaro cast uh not long ago where Aaron Snyder said, you know, just get yourself, you know, find that bow that, that fits you like an extension of your body and keep it for three, four, five, six, seven years and just buy yourself a pile of arrows that, you know, tune to that bow perfectly. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And turn social media off. <laughs> you know, Don't listen <laughs> yeah. to the hype on the newest and latest and greatest or whatever, you know, get yourself something that fits you. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like what you said. I mean, I know it's so early. We just, like I said, I've been shooting this bow for a couple of weeks, but mm-hmm. it's finally set up to to me, and that's it's, right. You know, it's finally the it, it's the build. Uh, man, I, this bow is is a great bow. I, I really do. I really enjoy it so far. And uh, you know, last year I I shot three or four different bows mm-hmm. during the hunting season. Yep. <laughs> you know, it's so it's this is the I'm I'm excited to say call this one home for right now. 
I tip my cap to all the engineers out there for all the brands because they're knocking it out of the park. I've set up a handful of V3Xs this year, and it's all been like one or two shots bullet hole. Uh, both of your bows today, one shot bullet hole. It was like amazing. Mm-hmm. It, it really is. I mean, yeah, okay, I take my time in the beginning and my process and, and make sure that everything is perfect before it goes there. So, yeah, does that play a factor? Sure. But it's these bows. When there's no shimming involved. It's like right. amazing. I'm super thankful as a a guy that likes to work on them because now I don't have to take everything completely apart. But it's uh, it's making it more user friendly for guys at home to be able to work on their own stuff. And yeah, um, I'm super jacked to be with PSE. Yeah, so am I. Well, and I think they're a great fit. You know, 100 for us and and you know the people that they they kind of uh, support as well is kind of people that are similar to us and kind of have the same values as us and you know just excited to grow that relationship a little bit more Mm -hmm. they're always giving back to the veteran community as we are and Mm -hmm. black rifle um so just everything that the pse stands for behind the scenes also is is a big part of why i'm proud to to be rocking their stuff like you said earlier you know when are we going to go dial these suckers in that's that's what i'm excited for <laughs> to let, you know, yeah. shoot some down range no, no. now you want to just jump back and bomb them out to like 80 yards yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the attack will be coming up pretty soon <clears throat> which we'll be there we'll be there saturday i mean we'll be there friday for sure friday night hanging out at the uh, lodge and yeah getting to shake hands with everybody again yeah saturday it's all business yeah one <laughs> thirty. <laughs> One thirty or one o'clock, I think. I think we're shooting at one. One one. I don't remember. I think I it's one. Remember? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but we'll be shooting a knock-on course this year, mm-hmm. which you and I did, and Brock for what eight nine. Yeah, we got like eight or nine targets in last year because we were running out of time. We yeah. guys both had obligations, yeah. but which now that like now we uh, learn not to do a Sunday. Sure. So for us anyway, for, us, for our schedules. Yeah, yeah, for us, for our schedules. Because I have the same thing again this year. Like mm-hmm. I'll have to leave Sunday morning to mm-hmm. to get there. So shooting a knock on course, and man, there's so many more shots on that course that like we've seen pictures of or duds posted videos, and it's like, oh man, we didn't get that one. Like, Throughout the few years that we've been shooting it now, um, we've experienced all the courses there. Yeah. Um, and the knock on course we, we've decided has been hands down the most fun. Oh yeah. Um, they're all beautiful and they're all have their, t- their, uh, technical parts and their easy parts. And it's a good all around event, but the knock on course, uh, John puts his little, um, fairy dust, on yeah, there. a little fairy dust on there. And he, he, he creates something that's just uh, mind blowing and, and they have it set up in, in a neat part of that mountain where it's just, even the hiking around from target to target is just neat. Yeah. That armadillo shot was my favorite. Over the water? Yeah. Yeah, I 60 smoked, yards. I smoked that thing. That was your best target. That's why you like it, because uh, that was your best shot of yeah. the day. <laughs> you, uh, no, I 12-ringed that one, uh, like, Havelina in the woods that was, like, 48. Oh, that's right, with the white with the white spots yeah. on it. Yeah. 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 I you, think that was luck, though. Do you think if you see Dudley, you'll actually have a conversation? <clears> and I think just... so. I, I got my <laughs> I got my uh, 14-year-old girl, Justin Bieber concert, uh, like, stage fright out of the way. Yeah. What so. was it last year? You're that dude. Dude, yeah. you're that dude. <laughs> and then he looked at me and he's like, yeah, I'm that dude. Yeah, he's like, shit. Yeah. He's like, oh, great. Another More. fan boy. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, what? Well, you're my hero, Mr. Dudley. <laughs> what up, so. Shat? Where'd you? Yeah, I called his wife Shay because that's yeah. what he always says. I don't even know where that came from. But she was super cool. She yeah. gave us a big hug and took a couple photos with us. So yeah. it was cool. No, it was neat. He took my camera a little bit and was 
filming senior. Yeah, Isaac senior. senior. Yeah. Let me see that sucker. Yeah, let me see that sucker. Yeah, I'm excited to see him again. I'm excited to see everybody there again. All the vendors and stuff put out. They put on a great show and, you know, hand out great product and. It's a great event, man. If you it's, love anything about archery, whether it's bow hunting or just target shooting, that's like one of the best it's like events. Archery summer day camp. <laughs> yeah, that's what. Yeah, I mean, you know, bow hunting archery. It's not your average three D shoot. Like your local stuff is fun to do with your buddies, and you know, it's like golf. You know, in a way, this is more of like a. Uh, I don't know. It's almost like the Super Bowl of yeah. of three D events for us, for us normal folk. Yeah. You know, if you're unless you're Levi Morgan and you want to shoot for a hundred thousand dollars or something, that's yeah. different. Well, and I think it's fun just to test your skills a little bit and mm-hmm. kind of reach out. Maybe you don't get to shoot 60 to 100, 100 plus yards in your backyard, but, you know, you want to challenge yourself and have fun with it and not take it too serious. Then you can kind of go out with your buddies and joke around and let them fly. You know, yeah. you're going to mm-hmm. break some arrows and lose a couple, but... uh yeah, it's not every day you get a chance to shoot at like the three thousand uh, dollar Sasquatch target. Yeah, yeah right, <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean. Like, yep. it's just like that type of stuff. Like, regardless of of your shoot, it, like your ability. Heck, man, just move in. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you, yeah. like shoot what you're comfortable with. Yeah. And if you only got pins out to forty, then don't go past forty. Yeah, you know, whatever, dude. Yeah, have a good time. Have a good time. That's Lose a couple of arrows, break a couple of arrows. It's all good. Yeah, you know, Lancaster Archery has a booth down there. Go buy some new ones. <laughs> and I saw that a uh, Arizona Archery is now they're handing out fletchings for everybody. Oh yeah, you get like a pack when you when you show up. Oh, yeah. for registration because they're a, I think official sponsor for the tag events now. That's sweet. So and we run their stuff for a long time. So yeah. that's that's neat. To yeah. see their to see their involvement. To circle back, what did you guys learn today? Anything, or what did you guys pick up from today's uh, event? I liked watching like your like how your equipment works because mm-hmm. it's not it's not in, in uh, easy press. Right. This isn't the stuff I have here. Isn't stuff that the average Joe is going to be able to go out and right. get. Right. Correct. So I liked what like just seeing how it functions and mm-hmm. like how you are able to micro adjust. Like the fingers for uh, for your limbs. So to paint the picture for the listener, this is uh, these are all ATC tools. These are uh, Archery Tool Incorporation is what they're from, Um, and that's a gentleman by the name of George. He, uh, uh, I think he's got a place in Pennsylvania now, but he was manufacturing out in Long Island, I believe, at the time. Um, But when he first came out with this stuff, it was mainly being used in the manufacturing plants. PSE being one of them. Um, so they would actually use their, the, the, these, pr- the draw board and the bow press there. Um, but now when you go around to various pro shops throughout the country, we saw some videos on YouTube with guys running them. You'll see them in the various shops, um, because they're very versatile, um, with getting the different size prongs for whatever the, the angle of the limbs are and what have you, you saw how I could adjust the pressures on each mm-hmm. one. They're super, super micro adjustable in every type of aspect of it for any bow. Um, I also have a rig where I could hook up and I can actually do um, crossbows on that as well. Nice. So, yeah, it's super versatile. So I'm sure that you'll see it uh, growing in popularity. But it's not like it's not one that you could just go on like a starter supply and order like you would an easy press, which is an excellent bow press for people starting out. Right. But, uh, but yeah. And, what, I don't, and actually what a lot of shops still run, you know, I mean, it's not the easy green like that's the one I have because mm-hmm. that one's like perfect for at home. Sure, you know, but I don't. Need, I think it's just called like the Easy Press is is the other one that's like gold or tan or whatever it is. Right. Yeah. The next level up from the green yeah. one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I I just think it's 
cool to see, you know, taking a bow out of the package and then just setting it up and going through that whole process and, and seeing how each bow is almost like a art piece, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and you're, like I said, I don't have the patience to, you know, do some of that fine work. I I just don't. And, you know, but I enjoy watching it being done, but you know, what you do on one bow is going to be, even if it's the same bow, but for someone else, it's just going to be a little bit different. And Mm -hmm. just that fine tuning is, is, is an artwork Mm -hmm. and, and the patience that it takes to really set these up to be perfect is pretty cool. And and just going through that. So yeah, I just kind of sit back and, and kind of watch and let everyone else do the work and not mess it up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I'm glad you guys had, had a good time and hopefully you picked up a couple of things, but this is going to be our annual thing, I think. Now, every time we, each year, we get a new bow and get new ABBs, get together, and gives us an excuse to get out and hang out more anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mike couldn't make it. Mike was, uh, they had some family stuff going on with uh, birthday parties and all that stuff. So, unfortunately, we miss you, Mike. We were, uh, too bad he couldn't make it, buddy, but next year. Like, next year. Like, like Jim said. Yep. Maybe we'll thing. get him in a PSE. Yeah. How about yeah. it? So. <laughs> so. Yeah, but this fires me up. I kind of wish it was September rolling into October. Right How now. about it? How about <laughs> it? You know? Yeah. What do you, what, what's your plans coming up? Are you going out scouting at all? Because you don't turkey hunt. No, I, I'm not a turkey guy. Turkeys just don't do it for me. I mean, I'm not against <laughs> it. I've done it in years past, and I would go if you guys wanted to get together and go, but yeah. uh, it just doesn't really light my fire. You know, um, yeah, my plans are is in, well, I'm thinking my son's birthday's end of June. So probably right around that time is when I will head up to the club that mm-hmm. I recently got, <clears throat> got into, which is close to your, your club. Yep. Deploy a handful of cameras and do a little bit of scouting on there, um, on that property. And then when I'm done with that, um, I plan on in early July getting out to, uh, Pocono area, the public land where mm-hmm. Timmy Tom, like has had some a lot of success, and uh, and I plan on putting some boots on the ground there. I'm not going to deploy any cameras there this year <clears throat> on that part of public. I've had bad luck with um, them going missing or um, just battery issues and whatnot. And then because that's kind of a they're out in the middle of nowhere, so they're, you got to work to get to where the cameras yeah. are. So, but I'm just going to make some mental notes on my on my on my maps and stuff and. That's pretty much it. Um, I've had more success kind of doing last minute scouting into my season than I've had really putting. I mean, there's been years where I've like, I've got log books over here and I've got Excel spreadsheets of like, you know, things that I found on cameras and whatnot. And like, I've, it's not gotten me any further in the success rate. So maybe I just have bad luck, but I mean, I've been fortunate to shoot a buck pretty much every year um, or every other year. It's kind of been like the pattern, and I have to just say that uh, I kind of know where I need to go and what I need to do, and I just it's about getting it done. Do you have any goals for this upcoming year? Just because, like, looking <clears> around, <throat> like, I mean, you got some awesome bucks around here, and I know you set a lofty goal for yourself this year. Like, you wanted. Yeah, I see, I could have tagged out. I could have shot another buck just like I have all around here, which is a great buck, and I'm not knocking anybody, but I was trying to set a personal goal for myself to shoot something a little more substantial something i would consider shoulder mounting like i like i have the one, like the one i have upstairs um it didn't happen you know i let a couple of bucks walk that i normally wouldn't have mm-hmm. and here and you know i had to shoot a couple of does at the end of the season in order to fill my freezer otherwise we weren't eating yeah so um 
I would, I'm going to try to keep my sights on that and keep my goals that way. But I got to tell you, I'm not going to go two years without shooting a buck with yeah. the bow. So, uh, something's going to die this year. <laughs> <laughs> so, That's wow, good. my kid is upstairs going berserk, man. Yeah, if you're still listening, then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he is like, he's an animal. Miss is up there just letting him. Yeah, she's yeah, yeah. That's pretty much it. Yeah, no, that's good. I know you guys are big scouters. You guys are big with trail cameras and stuff. And what are you guys' plans? You could go ahead. Uh, so I haven't done as much scouting as I would like to by this point, but I do have some cameras out, which I typically don't do at this time of year. So uh, we talked about on the way down, is I got to pull those. I might actually go tomorrow if i get a chance and pull two cameras that i have on numerous ridges that we've kind of scouted and and hunted a little bit but we want to gain more intel and kind of see how the deer are using and transitioning in and out of bedding areas so i'm going to probably pull those and and kind of see what the what the pictures show and and see if any bucks i've had them you know basically after the the late season so might get some buck pictures still if they they were holding that long which they should but and there's a couple other pieces that new pieces that we've yeah. kind of looked at that we want to get out and and scout out and and really uh broaden our horizon with different um things that we can hunt after work or you know early season and get in there and not worry about messing things up too bad too early and and see what's going on. I we, I typically use turkey season. I, I love turkey hunting, but I use that as a good uh, scouting time for me and get into some pieces and and just look around and and look for upcoming spots that you know maybe in the summer or in the fall I might want to get some trail cameras in there and get some intel on bucks. So, um, and then planning on doing an Ohio trip this year and that's pretty much uh definitely going to do that so definitely want to get out there and scout at least one day in the summertime put some cameras out and then gonna do probably probably some area around the rut pre-rut so um planning on that so I've been diving into some e-scouting on pieces in Ohio and I really love doing the e-scouting, so uh, that's been uh, taking up some of my time, too. Yeah. I, for me, I mean, to build on what you said, it's just I'm not going to throw my all my eggs into, like, certain uh, like one basket. Mm -hmm. uh, like, even on our drive-in, like, we were just talking, like, hey, maybe that second Saturday, let's, let's go here. You know what I mean? Just to try to find sign, just because – uh, in last year, I mean, it was our best trail cam year we've ever had with great quality bucks on it. You know what I mean? It was just trying to locate them during the hunting season. And, uh, you know, I, I, my goal was, and I, I've told, told both of you, this is, you know, I really, unless the, the sign or maybe a trail camera or something tells me different that I need to be in a specific spot, like in October, I'm I'm going to try not to plan to like take a day. Not mm -hmm. that I'm going to put all my eggs in the rut in November, mm -hmm. but I don't want to just be like, "Oh, this looks <clears> nice, <throat> but I even if I would take a day even if the weather looked great, 
I would still kind of go to a spot where maybe we weren't seeing a lot of deer, but it was like I was hanging on to the, but what if, mm. what, you know what I mean? Or history, just something along those lines. Like I'm, I'm tired of that. So I'm, I don't know. I'm, my goal is to kind of take all my takeaways of that I've learned and continue to learn. And like, just like we talked about the buck that, you know, you didn't recover even on our, on our drive in. And we were just saying like the, like just the the terrain features of how that buck where he came from and where after we walked the, all over that creation and and think where he was betting and coming and going and you know learning about you know staging areas and a little bit more in depth and finding clusters of rub so just taking all the knowledge that the experiences that I've gone through what I'm learning and trying to just go out there and and hunt you know what I mean? And not necessarily mm-hmm. throw all my eggs in a basket of like, <clears throat> here's the first cold front. I got to get in there into the woods. I want to have at least a game plan of like, Hey, I know there's deer here already. Let's get in there instead of just going like, Oh, you want to go up on this public piece and <clears throat> just to go hunt? Like, I don't know. I, That's I'm, the thing. Like I'm we're tired of that. Where we hunt in the mountains that we hunt here in PA are, you know, we're not, we, we don't get those uh, consistent cameras where we can name deer. Yeah. And, and and pattern them to that level right you know um and we're just not it's just not that type of terrain it's just not going to happen right so what we've hunted the mountains enough to what we know what good sign is we know where the deer or when they're going to move and where they're going to move for the most part and we put ourselves in the best situation that's why people kind of ride me a little bit about you know oh you're not scouting enough you're not putting enough time in and I, i've like i said i've put a lot of years of 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 doing that into those mountains i know those mountains well mm-hmm. enough to where i know where i need to be it's new pieces that i'll put more boots on the ground on but for the most part i have it pretty well mapped out as to where i need to be and when i need to be there it's just uh it's about getting it's got to connect right. you know um but if i was able to, if i was lucky enough to and hopefully in the future that happens i get on a piece where i i can get that kind of patterning down in that way with those cameras and it's a very consistent then then i'll play it that way and i'll right. maybe i'll do more scouting quote unquote that yeah. way yeah and like even for me i so far like my dad and i we've kept the cameras on and going up at the club a mm-hmm. lot uh, all year round, just seeing how deer are using the terrain just mm-hmm. because we're, we have cell cameras up there. We're not getting every day, all day. Sure. It's, it, you know, we're, we're getting certain times of the day, maybe every couple days. Yeah. Uh, but and how many deer or animals are coming by walking right past your camera, like behind it right. or what, what have you, right. you know what I mean? So there's right. only so much you can cover. Right. So I, I think with what we've learned there this past year, I would, again, like how I was saying, I may hunt more back at home this year. Like, I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. it just, you know, like I said, I would like he and I to go do something early, maybe those first couple weekends, just try to do something totally mm-hmm. out of the box. You know what I mean? Like, hey, let's go here. Hey, let's, let's do this. Yeah, that, that's a good goal is try to have more fun with it this year. Don't put so much pressure on yourself. Yeah. yeah. Like we've done in years past. Like last year, you know, with, with all the early hunting we did out in Delaware and whatnot, I, I felt a little bit burnt out in the archery mm-hmm. season. Like, I was really pushing hard. Um. Yeah, you know, you, you work were, all week. At one point, you're, I was like, you're, you're like, I'm done. Yeah. Uh, we, <laughs> we work all week so hard, and then you, your weekend comes, and you, and you got the, oh, the green light from the wife to go hunt, and then you go hunt your balls off, and you're pushing yourself so hard and putting so many miles on that it, it's like you're not even having the fun that you were having before. So right. slow down a little bit. Make sh- good uh, strategic uh, moves to put yourself in the best position, and then just just roll with it. Yeah. Don't be afraid to free, 
uh, fill the freezer. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's what we're after as well. I mean, that's at the end of the day. Yeah, we're here to eat. You know, the the good quality meat that the wilderness provides. So I liked what Tony said too in in the podcast last week when he was just talking. He's like, you know, obviously he's not hunting for for the size of the horns and all that type of stuff. But I'm right now to the point where I'm hunting the hunt. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I want to just experience that and go through it and the learn. adventure, the thrill. Right. Yeah. Like I told you, and I've said it now a couple times. Like even though he didn't recover that that buck that night, like being there and hearing it all go down mm-hmm. and just... You're still talking about it a year later. Right. You know? And just the excitement that I had in that moment. And then when my dad... And the, the excitement when he did shoot his buck and I was driving, I was so fired up. And then when I'm in the in the saddle and my dad calls me at 6.55 in the morning, because, mm-hmm. you know, why else is he calling me at 6.55, you know, in the morning... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, did you shoot? Did you shoot? And mm-hmm. he's like, did you get one? You know, I'm, and he's like, yeah. He's like, you sound more fired up than I am. Like, like I don't know, man. Like, I, I just. You can really appreciate, you know, when a buddy or, or somebody gets, you get that call because it all starts like back where we are right now. Like, it, we're preparing for that hunt. Mm-hmm. All the time and effort and tuning and fine-tuning your, your, your own process and the scouting and whatever, all the things that you put into it comes down to that few seconds yeah you know and it's so it's so built up and god i love it mm-hmm. i mean how fired up was i when i shot that doe at the last yeah, dude. you know the second you the called last me day. you were like i could hear it in your voice you're like oh dude she's down she's down right here yeah. you know like, yep. it was like uh you know it it's awesome man mm-hmm. you can't it, it's hard to you it. can't there's no other sport like it Mm-mm. no and we've all played you know at a yeah, good high level that's right coached it and doesn't even know. compare Mm-mm. no way I love it. So what else is on the horizon though? So then we have turkey season. We got a little scout. We have that going on. Um, we've, we've have some awesome guests come, come and lining up and telling some fun stories. There'll be some tethered events that I'm sure we'll, yeah. we'll be attending. Yeah. So. Um, some local 3d stuff. Mm-hmm. We'll try to get in together. Um, I have a various tournaments and stuff this year that I'll be doing R 100, like always. Yeah. Um, so, We'll just we'll see kind of where things take us in in that realm, but um, is there there's nothing like new pieces of gear you're trying out? Is there? I mean, obviously the bow which we talked about, but like no, nothing, nothing too big. It. Like I said, I'm in the market of some new boots this year. Yeah, same, so, same. So that's uh, that's the only thing really right now. So yeah, dude, your boots were awful. Dude, they're way. back there. I still have them. I should. I'm gonna throw them out. Uh, they yeah. gotta go. Yeah. I've had them for like six years. Yeah, mine are in the garbage, so yeah, <laughs> I'm forced to get new boots. Yeah, mm-hmm. I um, yeah, I mean that's the beauty right now. Like now, like I'm, if there's little minute things, but other than that, like I've I feel really good with all my overall setup for saddle hunting. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, now it's just fine tuning things. Mm-hmm. That's know? the fun part. Now, it was like biting that bullet and spending all that money to get all the bulk supplies and mm-hmm. get everything you need and and now we, we've been we're we've been there for a few years now and now yeah. we've just been making those tweaks right yeah i'm excited i i just all this time when it when it starts getting close like this when a, a baseball season's in for me right now so it's you know it, th- that takes up a lot of my time doing mm-hmm. all that type of stuff but you know once once tack hits that's when we start getting okay 
what's the, a nice rainy day and we're not going to run into rattlesnakes a lot and, and fight ferns and do all that type of stuff, <laughs> the laurel, and, mm-hmm. you know, put out some cameras and put a couple more boots to the ground to maybe some spots that we go to now or what have it. And because um, there's like we talked about it a couple weeks ago on the podcast, there, there, are, there are a couple new pieces that we've looked at um, just with a new set of eyes and try to see how they, they pan out for us. I think it would be a total bus. I don't know, but there was a good amount of sign there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I like it. Um, new piece of gear that for me that I picked up this year was uh, was marsupial mm-hmm. uh, chest packs, uh, binoc- yeah. pack. Uh, I love them so much I bought two of them. <laughs> um, I got because for me I wanted one strictly for archery which would be my archery hunting rig slash 3D uh, archery right. rig and then one for my my uh, general scouting hiking slash uh, gun season so that that pack that consists of you know the chest pack it has the my uh, a pack specific for my Garmin Rhino GPS um, and then on the other side it has um, a, a small holster for my little pistol that I'll carry around just as like a my concealed carry and or an extra gun in, in the gun season, um, and then another little pack just for various snacks and and uh, tools and things like that that I want, and then my um, <clears throat> my archery pack is strictly just my chest pack with my um, rangefinder pouch, and I might throw another pouch on the other side for like my Allen keys or. Um, just to have like maybe some of my drink mixes or something. I'll figure that part out. But I wanted to have one that I could just pick up and go. Yeah. You know, I didn't want to keep switching. Even though you can they're you know plenty capable of doing that. I didn't want to keep switching all the pouches yeah. around. But for me, other than that, I've pretty much been exactly the same. All my camos the same from the last couple of years of yeah. first light stuff. So uh speaking of first light, they came out with that origin hoodie. Uh, which is which I don't have and I want it. Yeah. So which Dimitri, like when we had Greg and Josh on the podcast, was like, man, we need something with a face mask. We need something with the. Pouch. Yeah, you guys called that early. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I'll say I did get one. Um, I'll say I've always been a medium in everything. I potentially might get an. I it fits me. However, it is a little bit short in the length. Um, I'm broad, like even though I'm short, I ha- I do have like broad shoulders, so it does fit me a little tight there, mm. not crazy tight. Maybe you're getting yoked. I am getting yoked. <laughs> dad, dad bod, dad bod yoked. But no, but but what I'm saying is, for early season, that with you know maybe something like a light vest or heck even like on the cooler mm-hmm. middle later October like that like uh, the kiln. Uh, base layer that and then the solitude vest, the vest yeah. that would get me <clears throat> down pretty well mm-hmm. uh however if i'm layering it or i see i don't know like i just i just want to get a large to see how i would how well that one would fit mm-hmm. i could get away with my medium um so i man if you if you're normally a medium or maybe a, size up for maybe size up, man, just for that specific piece. Mm-hmm. Everything else seems to fit yeah. just the way they, they yep. advertise. Yep. And I would say like how it's replacing the Klamath hoodie. Uh, the sleeves are not as long as the Klamath, uh, you know, shirts were or mm-hmm. long sleeves were. Uh, and it, it, it does have a different feel. It's also not the grid uh, fleece uh, inside. Mm-hmm. It's just, it, it has the, Inside, like the Catalyst jacket and the outside kind of feels almost like an Under Armour performance hoodie. It's a great piece. Mm-hmm. I, I, like I wore it the, the other day when I was at baseball when it was freezing. I just ha- had it on underneath like a normal jacket. Sure. And as a base layer, I mean, it fit. It was great. 
And I was able, again, and here I am hitting fungos and doing all kinds of stuff. And I mean, I, I didn't think once like, oh, this thing's hindering mm-hmm. uh, my ability to swing a fungo or whatever like that. So mm-hmm. I'm sure I'd be able to draw a bow back easily with it. I like having that face mask in it too. It's different material than like the neck gaiters are. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not like... You know what I mean? I feel like those neck gaiters, you get two years use out of them and then that they're stretched. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's just my opinion on them. Just depending on how much you wear them, obviously. Mm-hmm. You know, if you wear them a couple times or only when it starts to get cold, yeah, you probably could get a couple more. But it is different material than that. Sure. It has like a, an elastic band on the top. So it really s- stays mm-hmm. put on, on your nose going across your face. Uh, and... And the other cool thing is it comes in a bunch of colors. It's not specifically mm-hmm. in the Spectre. So you could get an Infusion, Cypher, Spectre. Which is cool, uh, yeah. Um, gray, Confer, and the Dry Earth. So nice. you, it, it has the full thing. They're getting rid of black. So Newsflash, you won't see black anymore offered by First Light. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, typically at this time of year, we have like a ton of gear stuff that we can geek out on. But we've pretty much... Ex- we've we've gotten everything we needed mm-hmm. we've not there's been no real major upgrades other than like you said like the that hoodie the chest packs and now your guys you know the new bow so the pse mm-hmm. the, the big pse uh drop that, yeah. that we have but um that's pretty much it i mean i'm super excited for the season and i think that the gear that we have is you know as we we've given ourselves all the best equipment and we're putting ourselves in the best situation so now it just comes we have no excuses anymore <laughs> <laughs> don't suck yeah that, <laughs> that's pretty much it uh, but. No. no that's good man I, we appreciate you you know ha- having us down here and yeah man spending the day i know try to help the team any way i can you know yeah, i know it's you know family time and all that stuff so but uh, hopefully you know you guys are super excited with your setups I'm super excited for how they came together. So um excited to see what you guys, the pictures and stuff that you send me. And hopefully we're on hunts together this year. We're, yeah. We we'll can be sit attack. around. And- I mean, so we'll be attack. We got to figure something out. I know you want to do New York this year. Yeah. So. Though that's going to be a regular thing now. I got um, permission on some property up there from a close family, a close friend of mine. Yeah. Um, which is right near the Pertnier Boys area. So I'll be visiting them and I'll be up there at least three, two to three times this year. I'll be up there. Probably twice in the archery season and once in the in the gun season. So because you get two buck tags up there, and I plan on filling them. There you go. How many doe tags do you get? Or do you have to put in? For I them? put in for those. Yeah, like, I'll get I'll get one probably. Yeah, is what I'm thinking. Because I'm still gonna have here. I'm gonna have two doe tags and a buck tag. So I mean, I can only fit so many deer in my freezer. Yeah, I just uh, I have to go home when I get home. The first thing I'm gonna do is buy my Kansas Point. So I'll have two now. Mm-hmm. I know usually the word was one, and then I, I, what I started to hear a little bit from this past, like attending ATA and talking to people, they're like, eh, you might, you know, creeping is kind of could happen there as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, the goal is maybe the following year or something, go with my dad, do a kind of little gathering away with, with him to do yeah. something like that. I'm excited for the next time your dad goes for a new bow. Yeah. You should bring him down here. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He'll we'll we'll order him up a fresh PSE, bring him down here. <laughs> yeah, he'll love that. Yeah. You know how he is. He's yeah, just... he was all giddy the last time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, uh, so, and he was super, super pumped when I met him that first time to, to show me the bow. And yeah. you got to check this out. And, you know, yep. it, it's, it was cool. Hey, man, he loves it. I mean, 
like I said, every day I get some text message with deer pitcher or something like that. I, I love it. I there's something to be said about a hunter and his weapon. You know, like there's some sort of like unspoken bond there that yeah. you treat that thing like it's your like a firstborn child or something, whether it be a gun or a bow or what have you. There's just some sort of meaningful thing there. Yeah. <laughs> so, which is why we put so much time and effort into making them perfect and. Mm-hmm. You know, well, they cost a lot of money. That too, yeah, that too. You work hard for your money. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's sometimes you take them to places and they people drop them right out of your bow vise. <laughs> yeah, I've seen that done. I've seen that done. Didn't happen here, though. No, it definitely did not happen. Here. <laughs> but no, I'm like I said, we're we're excited. We're pumped to to be working with PSE and Vapor Trail and Stokerized and. Uh, obviously america's best bowstrings and just everybody else that we work with it, it's just awesome and we appreciate their support but also like the friendships and mm-hmm. that's that's the that's the kicker you know but no man again i appreciate you allowing us to come and yeah welcome t- back anytime sweet we'll see what the missus says though yeah <laughs> she'll be like yeah they ain't bad yeah i told you the key and that's this is this is oh, the, well, my last piece that I'll, I'll put out to all the dad listeners out there is that Keep your hobbies close to home. If you could somehow keep your hobby in the house or around the house, you're going to win all the way around because I could sit down here and tinker all day long and shoot bows and, and, and bullshit with guys like you every day. And uh, I'm not going out to the bar. I'm not going, you know, I mean, I'm in the house and she's, she's shit, just, she's super happy. That shit still don't work though. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um. <laughs> I'm surprised the neighbors haven't called the cops on us for just going out there and just peeing all over the Yeah, bushes. it's totally fine. They do that stuff all the time. Yeah. I was out yeah. there the last time, and all I hear is... <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, like the lawnmowers yeah. and stuff going, yeah. 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 Like, hey. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm in a little suburban neighborhood here, so it's not like, you know, like, in the middle of nowhere. With the uh, like Central the, PA yeah. redneck boys come yeah. and mess things up over yeah. here. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, no, man. That's good. Well, Jim, I appreciate it, buddy. And uh, do you got anything? I'm excited for TAC. I'm excited for our hunts this year together. And we'll, uh, yeah, man. Just thanks for listening and catch you on the next one. Antler up. That's a wrap for another episode of the Antler Up podcast. Again, thank you everybody for tuning in. Check us out over at antlerupoutdoors.com. Check out our Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and our Go Wild pages. Thank you again, everybody, for all the continued support. See you next week. Antler Up.